0: One, two, three, four. You're listening to the Skylight Books Podcast. We're an independent general interest bookstore putting great reads in the hands of people in the Los Feliz neighborhood of Los Angeles. Hosted by resident Skylighters, we're here to bring you new and exciting author conversations, group reads, and bookseller chats. Happy listening. Hello, my beautiful listeners, and welcome to Skylit. This is the Skylight Books Podcast, and I'm your host, Lance Morgan. Today, I'm so excited to welcome Wajahad Ali to talk about his new book, Go Back to Where You Came From, and other helpful recommendations on how to become American. Wajahad Ali is a New York Times contributing op-ed writer, public speaker, recovering attorney, and tired dad of two cute kids. Well, three cute kids now. Um, his work has appeared in The Atlantic, The Washington Post, Guardian, and New York Review of Books. He lives in the Washington, D.C. area. Waj, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for coming on.
1: Thank you for having me, and thank you for tolerating dad life as I was running around <laughs> trying, to, trying to sit down and act like a professional during a potential snowstorm in Virginia with three wildlings, so I appreciate your
0: patience no no of course of course of course it's our pleasure i mean for for a great book like this it's worth it it's fully your check is it. in the mail sir well and done your, and thank you for acknowledging that i was gonna ask <laughs>
1: um
0: actually i have to take cash only um oh yeah,
1: yeah yeah you're you're the you're the youngins uh, i'm an old timer. i'll venmo you the, venmo, the kids yeah, love the exactly. venmo.
0: i think crypto is the new thing oh yeah uh, sorry I'll, I'll
1: buy you an nft
0: perfect there it is that's it that's it Um, thank you for coming on no this is gonna be a pleasure i'm so excited um to start off you have a reading for us today
1: i do have a reading for you this is the opening of the book and it goes something like this introduction assalamu alaikum peace be upon you fan mail number one go back to where you came from Fremont, California? I'd love to, but I can't afford the rent. I'm priced out. Damn you, tech overlords. Curse it be my fate. Oh, if only I had listened to Mother and become a doctor instead. Silent weeping. Thank you, though. I appreciate the helpful recommendation. Fan mail, number two. Why don't you shut up and go fuck a goat, you Muslim terrorist? Always with the goats and camels. Why limit my options? Two legs good, four legs good. But no, thank you. I'm happily married to a woman. Also, it's Muslim terrorist, unless you're referring to Muslim, which is a versatile cotton fabric originally hailing from Mosul, Iraq, and typically has not been associated with overt acts of violent extremism. Nonetheless, I appreciate the helpful recommendation. Fan mail number three. You're a real smartass, Gandhi. My parents are from Pakistan, not India, but it was all one country pre-partition, so I'll allow it. Also... Thank you for comparing me to a beloved icon of nonviolent resistance who helped overthrow centuries of British imperialism. But Gandhi was also racist and a proponent of the oppressive caste system. So Gandhi had much self work to do on his path towards progress. Still, I appreciate the helpful compliment. Also, it's your welcome. Fan mail number four. You are literally the biggest. Fucking race-baiting scumbag loser moron on the face of the planet. Thanks for guaranteeing Trump's re-election, though. Go fuck yourself, clown. Trust me, if I could, I would. As a teenager, I tried, but I eventually gave up. I also appreciate you referring to me as, quote, the biggest fucking race-baiting moron. For so long, I was runner-up, a salieri to all the Mozarts of the race-hustling game. But now the student has become the master. Thank you for noticing. I appreciate you you using the word literally the way it was literally meant to be used. Also, Trump lost. Fan mail number five. You speak so well, and you're actually a moderate and not a radical. Thank you. I also actually read well, am lactose intolerant, and am wanted in only three states. We moderates are an endangered species, but we few who remain try to be civil. And finally, the best fan mail. I saw you agitating for a race war against white people, parentheses, European-descended people. What are you waiting for, little man? Your people have accomplished nothing, backwards goat fuckers. It's telling that you would rather invade white spaces and live off white cultural capital than return to your own ancestral lands and try to make a difference there. No, you're just a parasite. We are onto you, you degenerate mud. We know your game. You have a good day. Cordially, Brock Strongballs, college conservatives. Dear Mr. Strongballs, I am in awe. After reading and rereading this inspired masterpiece, I had to pause and collect myself. I felt like a lady from the antebellum South, flushed and out of breath, muttering, oh my, and fanning herself upon receiving a most generous compliment from a slaveholding gentleman with amorous intentions, one of your heroes, or ancestors, I imagine. I remain floored by the profundity and depth of this epic missive that has serendipitously graced my inbox. It is indeed the odyssey of fan mails, Mr. Strongballs, and I assure you, I am no man of hyperbole or flattery. Your prose sings like the sirens and drives me mad with desire. In honor of your elegant incisive thoughts, allow me, with the limited capacity afforded to me and my fellow mud people, to retort to your poetry. Mr. Strongballs, you begin with an assumption, a compliment, and a question. You write, I saw you agitating for a race war against white people, European-descended people. What are you waiting for, little man? Thank you. I have indeed lost a lot of weight since childhood and no longer wear husky pants. However, you are far too kind. I am by no means little and can afford to lose a dad bod. I am neither agitating for nor plotting a race war against the quote white people whom you have helpfully identified as European-descended people. In fact, some of my favorite people are white people, especially the European-descended kind. My preferred white people are the moderate whites of European descent. I assume you had a small typo and meant rice war, correct? Indeed, in the spirit of camaraderie, I'll wager my basmati against your gruel. Your people have accomplished nothing. Contrary to popular belief, we left-handed people are a highly productive and successful minority who have left a mark on history with our Southern paw. My people include US presidents, such as my Muslim brother, President Barack Hussein Obama, and legendary thespian President Ronald Reagan. Supreme Court Justice RBG, Rip RBG, banged her gavel with the left hand. Author in America's Lasting Conscience, James Baldwin, wrote with his left as well, and Jimi Hendrix shredded the star-spangled banger at Woodstock. We helped influence Western and, quote, European civilization with the likes of Alexander the Great, Charlemagne, the Emperor, not the God, Julius Caesar, and Napoleon Bonaparte, whose humiliating loss nonetheless inspired a catchy Abba classic. With the left hand, my people even painted God as a naked white man on the Sistine Chapel. Something I know you'd appreciate. Backwards goat fuckers. I had never imagined backwards goat sex. Is it similar to reverse cowgirl? You seem like an expert, so I hope I don't mind. Excuse me, three, two, one. So I hope you don't mind me asking. It's telling that you would rather invade white spaces and live off white cultural capital than return to your own ancestral lands and try to make a difference there. It is true. I have spent some time at Whole Foods, admiring the endless selection of artisanal cheeses and overpriced organic fruit spreads. I once entered an Abercrombie and Fitch at the Valley Fair Mall, but I assure you I only window shopped. I purchased nothing. I do not put raisins in my potato salad and have yet to own a single pair of cargo shorts. However, I do confess to enjoying the first two seasons of Girls and owning and loving a Sarah McLaughlin CD. So you got me there. As I told an earlier fan, I would love to move back to my ancestral land of the Bay Area, California, but only if you can help subsidize my rent. You are just a parasite! Thank you! Parasites get a bad rap, but did you know that some of us actually help protect the host from infections, diseases, and ailments? In the case of America, we protect this country from eating bland food, doing manual labor, competing in spelling competitions, driving around NYC, engineering, performing our own surgeries, economic collapse, and making fools out of themselves when they attempt to wear a sari without guidance. We're on to you, you degenerate mud. Are two people writing this email now? Or are you using the imperial we? If so, we is the color of mud, so we appreciate you noticing. Degenerate? Please. We is married. Don't talk dirty to- 3 two, one. Don't talk dirty to us, you saucy minx. We know your game. Word? You're into carom also? I'll bring the board, you bring the pieces, and I'll take home the queen. You have a good day, cordially, Brock Strongballs, Colch Conservatives, and a good day to you, sir, gracefully, Wajhatali, Mud Degenerates.
0: I should not have muted myself during that because the laugh track you would have gotten would have been great. That <laughs> we'll edit it in. We'll edit it in. We'll figure it out. Well, <laughs> We'll put some um, the sick the the classic sitcom laugh track on there. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, that was great. I when does your Netflix special come out? That's my first question for you. No, man. Um, I,
1: they, yeah, uh, my name is Hasan Minaj. You've already seen my Netflix special <laughs> called Homecoming King. The other one should be out next year. Uh, we're all the same I people.
0: I mean, you can also I... call
1: me Sanjay Gupta. <laughs> I've literally been mistaken. I, I say this without exaggeration. So, uh, uh, during the pandemic a couple months ago uh, in the grocery store, someone's like, oh, I really see you in CNN and I appreciate your medical advice. I'm like, what? I'm like, you're Sanjay Gupta, right? I'm like, yes, yes, I am. And I got mis- I get mistaken from Mehdi Hassan, uh, Anand Giridardas, uh, Ali Velshi, which is wild because I have hair and he doesn't, and <laughs> Hassan Minaj. So we're all the I mean, same person.
0: I mean, I knew there was a conspiracy there. That's, <laughs> ooh, don't cancel me. Don't cancel me, please. It's, it's um... a deep
1: masala state conspiracy.
0: I, you know, it's so funny because for the holidays, me and my um, sister had a big Jamaican, like a Jamaican like dinner for it. And we had, one of the things we made was a curry, a Jamaican curry goat. Mm. And so when you're just talking about goat there, I just like faded away back into that memory. And then, (laughs) and so, you know what? Thank you for that. Thank you for giving that to me. Um, That was a gift for today to remind (laughs) (laughs) me Thank you to actually, The fan mail because they really gave me Uh,
1: the best thing about, you know, why I love Jamaicans and for for many reasons is uh, Jamaicans love goat and South Asians love goat. Uh, And for some reason, America still hasn't gotten into goat, even though like the rest of the world has figured it out for like decades.
0: Decades, it's like one of those but We shouldn't tell them it's the second they know it's gonna rock the price of goats gonna skyrocket. So that's why we, I keep it, it, it on the deal,
1: like, especially like yeah. restaurants have goats. I'm like, I'm gonna keep this in the deal. Yeah. This is gonna be a deep cut for Wajatali yeah. and his friends. And it's like <laughs> even lamb, people are terrified of lamb. I'm like, because right? you don't cook it well, they're like, Oh man, it has well. a smell. I, I when, when we
0: eat lamb it doesn't have a smell, it smells delicious delicious i ugh. listen you know what i'm not gonna give that to them though you know what they can't cook it anyways it's fine it's fine let them take it too much man please leave us our goat <laughs> i don't know if you saw the recent trend on twitter of um white people discovering oxtail and oh, I did the, not. Oh, now they're like
1: this oxtail meat is delicious in soup. You could you put exactly. in a sandwich.
0: You put it in and then, but like people are like concerned because they're like, oh, white people are gonna drive up the price of oxtail. So there's like, so black Twitter has been like, oh, oxtail is bad for if you're white, <laughs> you'll lose all your hair, your skin will wrinkle up. Don't do it. Don't. It's not worth it. It's not you worth know, like,
1: it. Like you know, and in black Twitter has to be uh, on guard and vigilant because they took hummus yeah. and look what they did with hummus.
0: Oh my God. Oh. Now oof. we have.
1: Ch- the abomination known as chocolate hummus, which was uh <laughs> prophesized as one of the signs of the day of judgment. And I... so, and so like that's For the thing. You? It's like one of those things is like you need like straight up some Jamaican and like Pakistani mm. aunties to yes. like run the goat joint. If they're yes. in control of how goat is disseminated across America, then I feel confident. But then it's it's gonna be like some hipster in Marin who's like an yeah. anti vaxer He's like, I just <laughs> discovered goat, and you're like, fuck.
0: I my I have um family in florida and they live in a neighborhood where it's them and a bunch of jamaicans on on like in a neighborhood in the neighborhood right next to them and it's their neighbors are a bunch of um south asian like south asian um families and they have banded together and i swear you can't find better food in florida (laughs) like fellowship the felt they every day they're just literally bringing food back and forth to each other and saying oh it, man and i'm just like every time i go there i'm just like this is it i could st- maybe i can stay in florida and that's like a three second thought and then it goes away yeah then you're,
1: you're like no no then need no. They hear desantis and you're like no no
0: no i was like you know what guys send freeze it send it to me i'll bring it you are know, the funny thing LA. we joke about this
1: but like you know the funny thing is like if people smell the food everyone loves food right tasty food yeah. um uh, yeah. they're like we'll kill you Maybe next week after Maybe the, no. <laughs> after the goat biryani. Oh yeah, we're, we're gonna put you in the camps, but
0: if we'll ah,
1: we'll wait for the goat curry
0: if to come we, first. They'll they'll they are the ones who they'll put us in the camps, but like show up at the lunch tents, being like, <laughs> like, uh, is it lunchtime yet? And we're like, oh God, oh, uh, right. some of my favorite yeah. Jamaicans. <laughs> Give me goat. They listen. They say. They, they'll love reggae music and jamaican food but then still still will call us i don't know when when when,
1: when trump sure. said you know uh when trump allegedly said but he said it because they admitted it uh mm-hmm. that you know uh, why can't these immigrants come from shithole countries uh, why do these immigrants come from shithole countries why don't they come from norway do you think jamaica was included in the sh- in the shithole okay. country
0: Oh, yeah. 100%. But he definitely vacationed there like two months after. He was just like, he had, he came, he definitely vacationed there and came back with the braids and with the beads too. (laughs) He was just like, damn, that shithole country. They knew how to do hair. They can do good hair down there. Funny thing is, (laughs) is like,
1: they hate us from shithole countries, but they love our food. They love our women. Yes. They love our style. Stop. And they love vacationing and posing with the locals, right? To, like, to, to oh, yeah. prove that they're, like, enlightened. So it's like, oh, yeah, maybe yeah. you actually don't hate us. Maybe you actually want to be us.
0: I It's jealousy. It's pure, pure jealousy. It's like, they. it's the, I mean, to quote a great book or to quote the title of a great book they want us to go back where we came from <laughs> yeah um, but um but then but they really are they do they really want us to go back or do they really want to like come with us they want to like go like go back to where you come from but like bring us to like we like like bring us bring, let us visit well you know we want to come have you know food. but what i think it is
1: is like it's almost like if 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 you've seen get out or whoever hasn't seen it yet right it's like we right. the 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 coveting of, right. of black beauty and, and exactly. you could say black beauty, brown beauty, Asian beauty, the, the yeah. lust for it, uh, mm-hmm. absorbing it, wanting it, taking it, but okay. making sure the rest of us kind of just give it, but right. don't speak up as long as we know, like, I think it is, as long as we knew our place, mm-hmm. they'll be happy. But okay. the fact that we have the audacity to dream and, 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 you know, uh, demand a seat at the table due to our rights as both human beings and American citizens, mm-hmm. that is what's triggering the anxiety, how you need to know your place. Your place yeah. was the, you're the ethnic condiment. You're not the main course. You're next to salt and pepper. So let us just sprinkle you once in a while. And, but you're demanding to be a main course
0: too much. And I, I mean, yeah. And I think there's a level of jealousy there too, because look at us. We're, we're from two separate cultures, right? But we have so much in common. We have, we have food in common. We have uh, cultural, like, um, we have a lot of culture things in common family like our jamaican my jamaican aunties and your um your aunties. pakistani aunt. yes your desi ruthless, aunties ruthless ruthless killers ruthless the scariest people i've ever met in my entire life if one of them i'm i'm like approaching my 30s and if one of them came here right now i'd be shaking um, yeah, I, I
1: i've said that also is like if you put me if 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 you say like i have two paths one path mm. has a hungry lion and another yeah. path has passive aggressive Desi Aunties with chappals sandals.
0: Exactly. Uh, take, you, you choose the path with the lion. Uh, the lion will at least the lion will leave me only physically harmed, not emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> I... The lion will make it quick.
1: Uh, like they, the, the, the Jamaican and Desi Aunties will kill you over thirty years through passive aggressive cuts
0: of aggressive and like in inventive in new ways, like they, it evolves. I don't understand how, but it evolves. <laughs> um, no, and the, I, it's just the the white people, the white Americans just looking at it like, mm, wow, we wish we could, we can't have that. So instead of trying to have something close to it, we're going to attack them. And, you know, it's, it's sad. It's sad to see the jealousy. It's sad to see.
1: It's, you know, you say jealousy, but I was thinking, about I was having a conversation with someone, Those the folks who are like truly bigoted and racist. And the funny thing is in America, I've lived, I'm now an old man, much older than you, I'm 41. I've never heard anyone <laughs> declare themselves racist in America. Even the KKK, if you ask yeah. them if they're racist, they go, no, we're not, we're identitarians. We're trying to preserve the white race. Uh, so I've never met a racist in America. You could like punch. If you call someone a racist, it's more painful to them than punching like their baby in the face, right? Oh, yeah. like, like no one's racist. There's, I don't have a racist bone in my body. And my wife thankfully is a doctor because I'm not mm. uh, a failure to South <laughs> Asians. But I asked my wife, I'm like, are there racist bones in the body? She goes, no, what's up? there's there's no racist bones. But I think I think you're touching on something is it's, it's the jealousy emanates from a self-loathing. Like mm-hmm. there's a brokenness in there yeah. that- that that inspires this rage uh this this need for a white supremacist narrative this need for Mm. domination because if you were if you had joy and if you were fulfilled Mm. if you were secure you'd be comfortable and confident yeah you you wouldn't have this quote-unquote economic anxiety you wouldn't need to tell people to go back to where they came from you wouldn't simultaneously covet and lust but also denigrate right like the rest of us we're like chilling We're like, all right, just, just, we're, we're, we're going to be ourselves. You be yourself. Like, no, no, no. We need to dominate and exploit and ravage and pillage. And then exactly. after we've sucked you dry, we're going to demand that you go back or yeah. you stay as a second-class citizen. So yeah. my question is what's wrong with them? Cause ain't nothing wrong with me.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I, I mean, and I feel like you touch on it in, in your book. I remember as a kid, like bringing curry to school for lunch. Right. And you knew it was good because the, the 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 um, the what am i looking what am i saying the the tiffin the The yogurt (laughs) box the The jamaicans also use
1: yogurt boxes old
0: yogurt box old yogurt box the country you know that country rock like butter (laughs) oh yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah. there's it's never filled with butter or yogurt it's always filled
0: with food if I ever I th- I think I once went to like a friend's house and saw it with butter, and I was like, What is this? Excuse me? What is where's what? This is like the Royal
1: Danks cookie box, the tin boxes that yeah. never had cookies in them. It's, it's always so, sewing, like sewing materials. Needles.
0: Sewing materials, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it has to be. No, but I would go with my but like my stained um containers and I'd bring it to school. And that's how you knew it was good. But the kids would always be like, the kids would always like say, What is that? It smells terrible. And then but there's, but also like those same kids, I feel like today are the ones who are like, oh God, you know, I went to this great, uh... Jamaican spot and God, the curry, the curry chicken was so good. I'm like, but wait, (laughs) weren't you the same people that bullied me and mocked me? Bullied and mocked me for the food that I brought, but now and now you're celebrating. Mm, It's you you know, I had a very similar because you
1: said you're almost thirty, right? So I think we kind of overlap here generationally. There was a shift Mm because I I grew up in the 80s and 90s, and I used to bring home the, I used to bring to school the Mm -hmm. delicious but dreaded. Uh, kebab or patty with green yes. stuff in it oh, and they used to so- be like what's green stuff why is green stuff in your patty I remember we went to a tailgate one time mm-hmm. Niners game and like it was a barbecue tailgate so like you know my yeah. mom and dad like made these delicious desi patties mm-hmm. and they just mocked it and ridiculed it but then they finally yeah. ate it all right once they mm-hmm. ate it they freaking devoured it like destroyed it. it and yeah. i was like first of all mother effer I'm telling you like it was delicious second of all mm-hmm. why'd you have to mock it uh, uh, when yeah. I was a kid, they used to call it like, why'd you bring shit? Because, you know, the kebabs are yeah. long kebabs. Yeah. Like, I just, the shape is not poo, I swear. Like, why is your skin color the color of poo? I'm like, I don't know. I just <laughs> want to be your friend. And then, uh. and then the funny thing is, it was the late 90s, in the like, mm-hmm. turn of the 21st century, where they used to go to these restaurants. But I, mm-hmm. I had to be like, they didn't feel confident enough. So like, mm-hmm. yo, know, yo, you come with us and order for us. And then we saw the shift yeah. a couple of years later, when I used to get the call. Watch, I'm here by myself. Just put in a good word. <laughs> and now you like you go to these restaurants, now they're like, oh, I'll take a chicken tiki masala and a saw oh, yeah. so, you know, ghost, put a little bit more girl masala in it. Thank you. Yeah. Which is goes to show you that people have the ability oh, yeah. to expand and adapt.
0: In it it do you, is there any part of you though that's like a little petty about it, though, because sometimes yeah. I'm like, I'm like, hmm, I'm like, I'm happy. I'm, I guess, I'm happy that you guys like this food now. I guess, <laughs> but like,
1: I guess, i I guess, you're happy that you finally come around and, and broaden your horizons and not, yeah. you know, didn't need my hold my hand to mm-hmm. cross the road and have and have basically are participating mm-hmm. in global cuisine and global cultures that I've been forced to being in other where exactly. where where whiteness has been the center of everything and the rest of us right. on the margins have not only had to define ourselves and explain ourselves but also understand your culture and exactly. live in right. your world and right. then and, and now i'm supposed to applaud you for doing basic shit uh exactly. i could be bitter about it but uh but you know it's one of those situations where i'm like at least you've come around you know <laughs> that's so, true but but i understand like you're feeling of exhaustion in like hmm Skepticism is warranted because people like us who grew up in a certain time, right. we remember, we remember the days before people, uh, before there was hummus in in, in supermarkets, oh, before chicken tikka masala was a thing, and, yeah. and and when food was used to mock us, not mm-hmm. and not no, not to like as a easy way to like get some cultural currency. So exactly. I think it's one of those situations where like you're like that we're like we've got like those old black and brown folks back in my day. Back
0: in, back in the good days. Back back when, back when you used to get beat up for bringing Curry to school. Back when, oh my God, I was this ever a thing for you where like kids, I mean, I assume, like kids made fun of your family's accents and were like, why do they speak? Like my parents... My dad especially had a heavy, heavy Jamaican accent, which is hilarious because he he never he's like, no, they don't know they I, I, they barely know I have an accent. I'm like, what? You have one of the strongest Jamaican accents, and the kids just, and I'm just like, wait, but my parents had came to another country with almost like a di- with a different dialect of language mm. that's almost very extremely different, and have learned not only. To, to speak your language, but also to understand your bastardization of the English language. And then, and still you're making fun of them for doing, it's just like that anger as a kid, I didn't even know what to do with.
1: You know, that's the, I mentioned that a lot in the book about mm-hmm. accents and how. And really think about it, everyone has an accent. If you yeah. and I go to another country and speak another language, we'll have an accent. In, in Virginia, where I'm at right now, if I go to certain parts of Virginia, I swear I'm talking to Foghorn Leghorn. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> Oh, if yeah. you go to Chicago, apparently they, they, they just soda sort of pap, you know, I'm like, what the well, hell did you say? You mean Coke? Like, no, pap. They're like, okay. In the South, they got draws, right? So everyone oh, yeah. has an accent and and you, you mentioned that, you know, I think growing up a son of immigrants, what happens sometimes is you feel anger at when, when you, you are mocked for your skin color, your multicellabic mm-hmm. name, your, the what? shape of your eye, the shape of your nose, but also your parents who you know, you were lucky enough to to notice how incredibly smart and 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 creative and, and mm. resilient they were. But for I mean, many of know. us, they, we we're like, we don't want to be the the, the friggin' butt of the jokes. We don't want to be the punchline. Right. So you separate yourself from your parents, you yeah. laugh at them, you join the crowd mm. in pointing at them, ha ha ha, their goofy mm-hmm. accents, ha, ha, ha they're goofy clothes. I'm not like that, I'm American. And you get right. embarrassed. And mm-hmm. and so many and, and that leads to a self-loathing that persists oh, yeah. throughout your entire life. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that type of awareness sometimes doesn't come from many people, right? It's just yeah. self-loathing yeah. Uh, because you're taught to hate yourself. You're taught to mock your parents. And then mm-hmm. I think when you get, when it happened with us also, like we kind of embrace the Desi accent because the Desi accent is colorful. And, mm-hmm. and we used to mock our parents and our parents used to say, ha ha, go ahead mock us, come to Pakistan and speak yeah. Urdu, loser. And I'm like, <laughs> exactly. okay, okay, you got us, you got us. Oh, uh, yeah. But we kind of embrace the culture and we laughed with it also but mm-hmm. at the same time, when someone else, it's like, you can make fun of your family member, but if someone else mm-hmm. does it, fighting works. Oh, they're
0: I'm fighting. I, but, without but hesitation. But the impact, <laughs> right? But the impact is, right. they are goofy.
1: They're a punchline. Mm-hmm. They're the mm-hmm. other. And then yeah. you, it, t- it takes you a while to realize, wait, my parents in that generation came here with almost nothing, yep. left behind their security, left mm-hmm. behind their family, literally mm-hmm. created a community out of nothing, exactly. learned the language. Mm-hmm. studied in the language mm-hmm. succeeded yeah. in this country made themselves made their community if anything you should be like yo these people are dope
0: yeah like it's insanely crazily dope like i i i mean i feel like i this came back to me um <laughs> this Sorry, came back that's to my me. kiddo
1: that's my kiddo that's my wilding who penetrated um. the fortress.
0: <laughs> I mean, don't they always? They find yeah, a way. Yeah. Those Yeah, there's the- no
1: point. This is this is this is when you do a pandemic <laughs> podcast. And any attempt to like tell them to quiet makes them even louder. But no, that's my use if you guys heard that that was my baby Khadija who was upset that the phone I had given her to watch Blippy had died. Uh um, oh, and was- and I would like to say that all parents who have given their kids too much screen time during the pandemic, I empathize, don't feel too guilty. Uh, sometimes it's the only thing you have to, to yeah. for your survival
0: yeah you and give them
1: some blippy you give them some freaking coco whatever <laughs> it takes man
0: whatever it takes i i mean i i um uh, my nephew who's four oh my god he's four now um listen you put when they want some free time spider-man does the miles morales spider-man movie that's the way to do it oh that movie's great I mean, fantastic movie. I get it. I fully understand. And then the sequel's coming out. Oh, excited! I, you know what? Let's pivot to that. You know, I'm sorry about your book, but this, no, um, no. But back to that. But, but I mean, I'm when the immigration ban was happening, and like, thus highlight on like othering immigrants i don't know that anger came back to me and like how dare Mm. like how dare you do this to the people who raised me and like did you don't even understand the work that they did to like make me who i am but also like to prosper in any kind of way in this country when you didn't like it just it like sparked this old anger in me that like i didn't even realize i had you know
1: it's 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 a good point you're mentioning because there there are two markers I think in particular from my life that I mentioned Mm -hmm. in the book and for my generation, right. And there's several markers for different people, but I'm now 41. If you do the math, that means I was 20 years old when 9-11 happened. I was a senior at Mm -hmm. UC Berkeley about to Mm -hmm. turn 21. And for many, not all, but for many in my generation of Brown Mm -hmm. and and black folks, uh, I would say Brown and black folks, but mostly Brown folks and Asians whose Mm -hmm. parents like my parents came after 1965 after the immigration nationality act that, you know, made uh, discrimination against national origin illegal. And right. finally, finally, after 40 years allowed, you know, immigrants from Asia to come. And that was mm-hmm. the golden ticket for my father's generation, Willy Wonka golden ticket. And it just coincided yeah. that my father had just graduated his, his you know, version of high school. And he's like, yep, me and my brother are coming 18, 19 year olds, fresh to America. Mm-hmm. Finally, 1965, we're gonna come as student visa and make ourselves American dream, yada, yada, yada. So yeah. many of them had their version of the American dream. And mm-hmm. they did the work and they were the good minority and they got the mm-hmm. good education yep. and they smiled with their white teeth and they had the mm-hmm. good kids. And yep. without realizing, and I mentioned this book because if you ask them, they'll never admit this. But if you really like ask, <laughs> here's the wild uh, <laughs> Yes, please. Uh, if, if, if you ask them, they'll never admit this. They'll... They chase whiteness. They chased whiteness and they ran as far away as they could from blackness. Yeah. Because when they came here, they looked at the scene and they're like, all right, who's on top? Whites. Yeah. Who does everyone hate? Blacks. Okay, we will chase whiteness. We will try yeah. to be asymptotic to whiteness. We will try to be embraced mm-hmm. by whiteness. And we're going to separate ourselves from those blacks and browns and Latinos and poor folks. Yep. But that 9-11 was a rude awakening. Oh, this country will turn on you in a, on a dime. And everything that you've like done, them. that equity means nothing. Overnight, mm-hmm. you're the brown savage. You're a suspect. Oh, you're man. the other. Axes of evil. And then Trumpism comes oh. 16, 15 years later. And yep. those who are still lulled, there were many still, I'll talk, I'll talk about Muslims in South Asia, Muslim, Arabs, not all, but many mm. who are like, no, no, I'm still Republican. No, no, they still like me. No, just a few. Once they saw Trumpism and they saw millions of Americans support the Muslim man, I know mm-hmm. some folks who are like, that's it. That was their radicalization moment that said, I did everything right. And you still see me as, yeah. as, as this. And, and for Black folks, many Black folks, many poor Brown folks, many folks who are, I'll use this word, even though I don't like using it, woke, they're like, mm-hmm. ah, so it took you that long to figure it out, huh? Hmm. That long. Finally. Well, okay. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to our America. And, mm-hmm. and that rage, I think, was a, a sustained rage for you and me and others who knew what america was but for others it was a new rage because that new rage came at the realization that it didn't matter it won't matter no matter how much i check off the boxes on the checklist live in the suburbs get the right degree marry the right wife have the right kids go to the right Mm -hmm. college smile with the white teeth showing Mm -hmm. i'll never be american enough and my citizenship will always be conditional yeah and that was a new
0: rage for them and that's um it's 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 a new rage, and I think it's a new rage too for like the first the a lot of first generation uh, children. I'm finding I'm like as as a first generation kid, and like you know everyone in my generation of in my family are mostly first gen. Um, We're we're like oh you're one attacking our family, but two like, our we're we're um, also conditional. Like we're they want to like take they would be fine taking um, our citizenship away as well. Yeah, so yeah, how do you, so like, it's just the, our, for the first gen, like me and most people in my family's generation, or the generation in my family of like first gen are finding out that our, um, our citizenship is also conditional as well like they don't they just they don't care about us i mean like the black lives yeah. matter movement last year or oh my god almost two years now a year and a half um was a big awakening for a lot of it um the travel bans the right. um asian um the asian american hate crimes that was hap- that was a year ago oh god there was we haven't had a good pandemic, have we? The, you this know, pandemic I mean, you know, is not the best.
1: Some people always knew it, right? So you talked to a lot of yeah. Black folks. They're like, we've always known since we were born and raised here. And you talked right. to a lot of immigrants who went through the hazing. Yeah. Um, Muslim, there were people who were from yeah. certain communities, poor communities, mm-hmm. refugees. Like we always knew we didn't need 9 11. We didn't need That's Trump. True. But what Trumpism did in the rise of Trumpism, especially after the election of Barack Obama, right? Where right. many people thought, and I always laughed at this, and I wrote articles about this, like we live in a post racial society. I'm, yeah. like, nope. <laughs> I'm like, nope. I'm like, nope. I'm a student of American history, and the election of Obama is going to inspire white rage. And what we're going to yep. witness is the death rattle of white supremacy. And the death mm-hmm. rattle, has transformed into a global death march and they're playing for all the marbles. And the reason why I want to put a, you know, use uh, Obama is a man by the name of Barack Hussein Obama Mm -hmm. with a Kenyan Muslim father Mm -hmm. with a black wife with toned black arms and black kids Mm -hmm. was allowed to ascend to the highest office in the land and sleep in the bed of Washington and Lincoln and Jefferson and other white Mm -hmm. men before him. If you are, terrified of being replaced what is the most potent symbol of being replaced oh, yeah. barack obama barack right and and that obama. is and, and is it any surprise that then the person who then replaces obama is the same man who championed the birther conspiracy a racist vulgarian by the name of donald trump and so yeah. i think for many americans born and raised here first generation, second generation, they're like, I'm American. What do you mean? Uh, Where am I going to go back? Uh, And oh, look, this country elected Obama. It isn't perfect, but we got Obama. And things seem to be trending in the right direction. And they're like, oh, wait, they hate us. Oh, wait. In 2020, even after this guy who's the worst president we've had literally lied to people and failed us during a pandemic, leading to 850,000 deaths and counting, 11 million more people said, yep, this is the guy to make us better. Yeah. And so they might not be racist, but they don't mind voting for a racist. No. So what does that say about so many fellow Americans that this is the guy who's their champion? This is the guy who is their leader. This is the guy who's their visionary, Donald Trump. Huh? And so for so many folks who've been writing about this and warning about this, and you know, who were seen as cranks and race hustlers, and, and, and you know, these men and women who are just peddling the old lie and not evolving they're now seen as the prophets mm-hmm. and meanwhile they, they don't really take that compliment in stride because they're like yeah okay but at what cost i just wish you would have paid attention yeah. and now i feel like as a young man i'm still it's relatively young i've been saying yeah. this for years now i've i've backed it up with my writing and my appearances on media and podcasts and cnn
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know i said trumpism is playing for all the marbles it's the base it is now representative of conservatives and Republicans. After he leaves, you think they're, they're going to get better. They're going to further radicalize, and weaponize. And you should see the responses I got from quote-unquote experts in the D.C. and New York City, you know, kind of uh, incestuous ecosystem. Sure, mm-hmm. you should say that, which how you'll see. The moderates will come. The establishment will come. Now, look, it's the anniversary of January 6th, Ooh. and a majority of Republicans believe the big lie, and 30% of them, which, re- which corresponds to millions of Americans, are perfectly fine with the use of violence against mm-hmm. the government and i believe that marjorie taylor green and bobart and cawthorne Gosar are the base so much so that if george w bush in 2021 was to announce that he was going to run for president oh god republicans would hate him for being a muslim lover yep, yep. that's where we're at right now
0: mm-hmm. and it's oh god i mean oh god and like it's so funny you said you said that too because right before we recorded um I was looking at a video of of a moderate senator, I won't say her name, um, <laughs> leading uh, the cast of Hamilton singing to remember the January 6th.
1: Oh, uh, uh, so tone deaf.
0: And I was just like, oh no. I was like, oh God, well, listen <laughs> to it,
1: it was Nancy Pelosi, and Nancy Pelosi oh, yeah, thought no, it I mean, was awesome. <laughs> To invite uh, Lynn Manuel uh, to introduce Hamilton. And listen, Lynn Manuel is very talented. Hamilton made a lot of money, launched a lot of careers. I had not seen it, uh, I just didn't have the money. Uh, mm-hmm. And I finally saw it five years late. But I was also privy to a lot of the critics of Hamilton, in, in particular, Ishmael Reed, who was my professor. And he was oh, one really? of the people who, yeah, Ishmael Reed was, uh, once you finish the book, you will read this, the middle part where Ishmael Reed was my professor at UC Berkeley, who after 9 11, when I was in his, in his short story writing class mm-hmm. told me to stop writing short stories. And he said, a dialogue and characters were my strength. And he, mm-hmm. in his short story writing class, in order for me to pass that class made me write 20 pages of the play. And the oh, play wow. is, was, is, was the domestic procedures, which is what launched my writing career. And mm-hmm. he told me as a black man, I remember this conversation. He says, your people are going to get hazed for the next 10 years. I'm paying attention to the media as a black man. We've been getting haste for 400 years in this country. But the way yeah. we fought back is through art and culture and storytelling. That's one thing yeah. they've never been able to take from us. And when I read the American dramas and American plays, you know, there's Long Day's Journey in the Night, which, by the way, is an ethnic play. It's about an Irish-American family. People forget that, that the everyone's ethnic in America. The Irish were also not considered white. You know, Long Day's Journey in the Night, Death of a Salesman. I'm talking about Death of a Salesman. It was Jewish-American. Long Day's Journey in the Night was Irish. Fences, you know, Raising the Sun. He said, Mm -hmm. have you read those plays? I said, yeah. He goes, why don't you write me something like that? I'm like, what? And he says, like, you know, a kitchen drama, typical American family drama, but from the view of a Muslim Pakistani American family. Mm -hmm. And so that's what got me on the path. And then we stayed in touch and, you know, we kept working together. But he was the first one to call out Hamilton and bring out, bring forth many of the critiques. Some people think he was too harsh, but nonetheless, Mm -hmm. he got that dialogue started. Why are we praising a slave owner? Why do we yeah. watch, watch history, you know? And, yeah. and then, and then when, when he started saying this five years ago before it was fashionable, like, shut up Ishmael, shut up you cranky old man. But now people I mean, are like, well, these are, and then even Lynn manuel it goes, I accept all fair criticism. So which, it's really interesting that Nancy Pelosi who is very effective at her job, but also let's be honest, represents a type of establishment democratic presence that excludes people like you and me. Yeah. They thought it would be amazing to bring some infotainment to, to a january 6th a commemoration all of it was just so weird man so I much
0: mean, i don't i don't i think you're did you not feel empowered when with uh seeing them in kente cloth but ba- i should not be saying this. <laughs> i i there's a uh, i have more critique i, I, I will be
1: empowered when i see merrick garland the justice department go after donald trump and mark meadows and jim jordan and yeah. all the other individuals who orchestrated a conspiracy to overthrow a free and fair election. And I have to say this, and I've said this a lot. You can always tell the double standard. When people say white privilege doesn't exist, I say this. Can you imagine what would happen mm-hmm. if a bunch of black and brown folks Dead on January outside. 6th with Dead guns outside. and weapons decided to have a protest? Forget it, even storming the U.S. Capitol. Suppose they were just outside mm-hmm. the U.S. Capitol. Mm-hmm. What would happen? And suppose what would happen if a majority of bl- brown and black folks Mm. Armed with ill intentions, Mm. attacked the police, killed a police officer, overtook the U.S. Capitol, and started hunting for white congressmen. (laughs) What would happen in this country? How would this country respond? And when people say, Well, why can't you see race? Why can't you see past race? And why do you, hey, you darkies, stop whining about racism and be post racial? I want to give you this example as you're listening to this podcast on the anniversary of January 6th. And if you think I'm crazy, let's take a DeLorean to Ferguson missouri a couple of years ago when people were protesting on the murder, murder of a teenage boy look at the response of america the tanks <sighs> the tear gas the rubber bullets right and I, that's just I want to leave that thought for those who are skeptical while listening to this podcast
0: and i i'm surprised he went back that far because i would have gone to 2020 that that's summer right when- 2020 I had guns pointed at me, snipers pointed at me, helicopters while protesting on the street. I know people who were tear gassed, who I know someone who lost an eye from a rubber bullet. Like, I mean, this was 2020. This That's was right. this was less than two years ago. I mean, and you're right. I mean, I think that la- a year ago, I was um, with my sister when I found out that the, that this insurrection was happening. And I forgot how I like, I'm just now remembering how like unsurprised i was where i was looking at the news and i'm like yeah I was like, this sounds right and i remember this sounds sister, about right this sounds about right and i looked at my sister and i was like wow if this was black people and my sister immediately without a beat was like we'd be slaves already don't even say that like we'd be you know, we, you know what would happen we'd be back. chalk
1: lines we'd be oh, yeah. chalk lines that's all John. we would
0: you think and, they'd put chalks on chalk that much chalk on us? I would yeah, say. Yeah, that's true.
1: They want to wait. They, yeah. oh, that's oh, oh! You even take her to a darker place than me. Ooh, they, what, what happens if they just make like a huge
0: circle? It's just a circle. <laughs> it's and they'll you know they'll make a huge circle and then like a white liberal like two years from now would put like a would like recreate it but put like BLM in the middle and it'd be yeah, like yeah. Hey, and, and so you know
1: the,
0: the the it's it's that type
1: of frustration. It's that yeah. type of kind of dark comedy that's needed. Sometimes uh, humor can be used wisely, I think yeah. to instruct, but also to make the medicine go down sweeter. It also helps catharsis, but it also mm-hmm. helps. I think this type of conversation that's, this is the type of conversation I tried to have very honestly in the book through mm-hmm. stories and through humor and through, and through specific anecdotes, but also some commentary to connect the dots. Right. right. And because I think there's an appetite. The The good news here is What I've noticed as a result of Trumpism, in particular, Trump becoming president, Mm. is many of my friends who, let's be honest, cared, but said, eh, every group has their grievance. Eh, you Blacks always crying about racism. Eh, you Muslims are always whining about Islamophobia. Once Trump won with the Muslim ban, so many of them said, you were right. You were onto something. This is real. Oh crap, this is an American problem. And once Mm -hmm. you've seen the escalation and the radicalization and the weaponization of the conservative movement, because it is, I'm sorry to say, and you're seeing this yeah. stuff out in the open, such as the white supremacist replacement theory, which is parroted almost nightly on Tucker Carlson's show. Nightly. People are like, huh, you blacks and you browns and you Asians weren't lying. You're onto something. And then you see black folks getting killed in broad daylight, like George Floyd murdered, like, yeah. huh, this police brutality is something you guys. Spike Lee, when he said it didn't do the right thing, it wasn't just fiction, right? Yeah. And I think there's an awareness now and a realization that we should be listening. Yeah. And, and I feel like there's a good moment here. And I hope there's a moment where stories like mine and stories like yours have a receptive audience. Whereas five years ago, they would have just shut down and ignored it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one opening. And, and that opening, by the way, in American history shuts real quick. Because 2020 millions of Americans were out protesting and it was about diversity and equity and inclusion. And a bunch of friends of mine, I'm sure your friends had the same conversation. I said, when will the empire strike back? And, and I thought maybe, you know, some of the optimists were like two years. And I'm like, I said one year. And I was right. It was less than a year. And now you're seeing Tony Morrison's beloved being banned. It just took a year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, And again, it's the surprise it's the there's a there's a level of surprise there's actually a funny meme that i want to like that i'm remembering it's these two black women in the kitchen and one of their phones is going off and the friends is like what what's happening and the woman whose phone it is, she's like oh it's fine all my white friends are just figuring out that racism exists it's fine it's like that surprise that like 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 Tony Morrison's beloved being it's like oh yeah of course it is it's gonna get banned every once every like 10 years because we're we're, people are just gonna remember that they want to be racist about it and they are gonna be it's it's the um It's it's the what To Kill Mockingbird was banned. uh James Baldwin has been around for however long. His books are all it's has been banned forever. It's at this point kind of a badge of honor. I wish one day I hope I I hope to have a book banned in schools. uh That'd be you
1: know the the thing is as we're saying this that Texas there's a Texas lawmaker who introduced on on the heels of you know cancel culture and wokeness and blah 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 and banning CRT in Virginia. I'm in Virginia right now and Hmm. I was telling people. Uh, You know, everyone thought that Terry McAuliffe, the Democrat, would walk his way in. I kept telling folks, you guys are not reading the pulse." because I'm here. I've been here for now nine years. I'm like, yo, you guys don't realize, man, they're onto something. And Mm -hmm. I wrote an article about it in the Daily Beast in in the summer talking Mm -hmm. about how CRT will be the new anti-Sharia threat. And if Democrats don't mobilize a response to this, they're going to lose elections. Voila, I hate being right. And it, it tapped into the panic. And CRT was a Trojan horse that now allows them to literally ban books. And now Texas has introduced a list of 800 books that need yeah. to be purged. And they're literally removing these books from Texas libraries as we're speaking. And DeSantis of Florida has done something called Stop Wokeness Act, Stop Woke oh, yeah. Act. I'm not making this up, it's called the Stop Woke Act, Oof. which basically is cover for them to attack any initiative at diversity, equity, and inclusion, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is the moment where the empire strikes back, but we also have to strike back, right? Because yeah. if you lose hope, it's over, man. They're playing for all the marbles. I, always, I said this in the book is that the analogy I give is, is like it's like it's the Avengers Endgame movie and mm-hmm. white supremacy is Thanos. And white yeah. supremacy is playing for all the marbles, yeah. all the marbles. And mm-hmm. if we're expecting the Avengers uh, to come and help us, they're not. Nope. We can't outsource this problem. So everyone has to do something in the, within their capacity and especially at the local level, right? Like I'm yeah. sure people are listening right now like, dude, I'm just a person. I'm just a dad or a mom. What can right. I do? They're deliberately going after school boards. You can Mm -hmm. run for the school board. You can run for city office. You can even in your community, even in your family, the way you talk, the books you introduce. That changes a generation. It changes the discourse. It inoculates your kids from this type of poison that is going to be more and more mainstreamed as the death Mm -hmm. rattle of white supremacy becomes a more violent death march. And so I didn't become a doctor. I'm an English major who then became an attorney and now I'm a recovering attorney. But my hope (laughs) to push this country forward and to expand it and stretch it because that's what it is, right? This country has Mm -hmm. always had to expand and stretch to accommodate the rest of us as co-protagonists. And Mm -hmm. you're seeing this restrictive force that has always been in America. America is only for those who are white, male, cisgendered, straight, rich, not for anyone else. And so Mm -hmm. if you don't push back and you keep stretching, uh, this country will implode because white supremacy is ultimately a losing narrative. But it's a yeah. very destructive
0: one yep and i i mean i i just i mean <laughs> i what am, what am i gonna say to follow that up uh, <laughs> I, I, it was like
1: my ted talk it was like my weird my my bill pullman <laughs>
0: independence day moment <laughs> and you know what you're right i'm gonna that's it that's all i do a slow clap <laughs> i wish i had an audience here you know what we'll edit that into we'll well, in. well well so welcome to earth it's so punch the alien in the face i'm currently watching the series the expanse oh yeah man
1: expanse is dope i'm I'm watching it also
0: it's so great and it's so funny watching that show where it's like earth versus mars versus the belt which is this like inner like this uh interstellar like civilization of humans and it's like they're all against each other i'm like wow interesting i my brain first went to wow the earth is together the earth is like one thing that's crazy that's insane (laughs) but like to think of the planet banding together to be racist against another planet that's crazy human (laughs) nature
1: that's yeah it's 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 a really good show and it just shows you like yep human human there's always human impulses for greed for power for wealth mm -hmm. that will that will that that will not be contained even to earth no Uh, uh Uh, But there are also impulses towards love and generosity and kindness and education and forgiveness and 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 healing. And so I think in this path, it's going to be a lifelong fight for us in our generation. How do we maintain joy? How do we maintain hope in hopeless times? How do we maintain humor and Mm -hmm. warmth and camaraderie during a pandemic? I think this is also something that should be deeply Discussed and invested in. Otherwise, the the alternative is apathy and cynicism and pain. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a masochist, right? And I feel like mm-hmm. we need to hold on to both. You need to have the rage and the anger to fuel the action. But mm-hmm. a- as we act, we also need to hold on desperately to hope and joy, uh, and because we have limited time, man. The death it comes yeah. for all, and we have limited life. And if you sit there miserable they'll take everything if they take our joy they, they've taken everything and they went taken
0: everything and i mean so, there's,
1: i refuse to concede my joy
0: and one thing about your book it there is joy there there is your i feel like i mean if you've listened to this podcast you've heard the joy we're having fun this is i this is but that's it your book feels like you're even the um intro that you uh read for us that was fun that was joy you were taking such a <laughs> shitty, shitty, shitty thing, and make bringing so much joy from it. It's, and you're right. It, it is, and that's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. Because I want to be, I and listen. I bet there's listeners who agree. Just want to be mad sometimes. I want to like go outside and find with someone to fight because I just want to be mad about the state of the world. But like, there's so much to be happy about. There is so that's much. True. It's it's joy and like to to talk about a to talk about a woman who knew about love I want to bring up like bell hooks because she Mm. she really understood what it meant and not in to like love each other to like have love in this world and like see that see that in community and and like I think that's why you know like things like the immigration ban why people like the term go back to where you came from sucks it's because like one, our community that we came from is bomb. It's tight. Like, there's so much. There's so much to love about like so many of these communities that they keep shouting, "Go back to where you came from." It like come with us. Come with us. It'd be great. You <laughs> have a fun time. Yeah, also, and, and
1: like, the it, yeah the book d- does, does. You know, I, I mentioned this in the book is that that that's the America I envision. It's like a blog yeah. party, a diverse blog blog party with oh, all the yeah. friends that I've had. Everyone yeah. bringing some a delicious dish
0: with oh, an oh, amazing
1: yes. Spotify playlist and all you have to do is bring an empty stomach and an open heart and open mind and like why wouldn't you want to live there the music's great the women are beautiful the people are kind the food is delicious you'll have a great time and that's the type of america i'm fighting for because you have to fight for that america right because this country is a multiracial democracy it is the most diverse country on earth white supremacy it will not win it just won't win you can't you can't cut it and number two none of us are going back we're not going back to 1953
0: couldn't, couldn't if I want to.
1: Yeah, and so it's like, it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to destroy this country just because you're paranoid and terrified uh, yeah. uh, of equality? Or do you want to dip into these waters and these waters are warm and festive and fun and soothing and you'll have great meals and great neighbors? And that's the type of America I'm, I envision in the book and I advocate for in the book. But I also, at the same time, would be remiss not to warn Americans if we don't meet the moment, if we don't meet the crisis, the America that we have, is mm. gonna be a white supremacist minority vision uh, of Hungary. Right now, yep. Viktor Orban's Hungary. Uh, mm. And trust me, uh, even those who are listening, who think, oh, I'm white, I'll be okay. Nope, yep. uh, because look how they treat uh, the, the Kyle Rittenhouse's victims. They were white people. And yep. you should listen to how, what they, they, they treat them the way that racists treated white allies of Black folks uh, during the 50s and 60s. They're called race traders. So if yes. you think you're white and you'll be protected, you won't be protected. If you think mm-hmm. you're uh, chummy chummy and like you date someone in the ecosystem of DC and New York, you'll be protected, you won't be protected. No. Your wealth won't protect you. You won't be safe in that version of America. So join the rest of us instead, a multicultural coalition of the willing. Let's keep stretching expanding this country. We'll have delicious food and you'll mm-hmm. have an amazing time at our uh, community barbecue,
0: and yeah, I mean, what there's, and I feel like I could go on for another hour, but that's a perfect ending. That's a perfect Wonderful. way to tie that up. Did we? And this is a quick question. Did we talk enough about your book?
1: Do you? It's feel fine, like ta- man. I think I think people will enjoy the conversation, and the conversation yeah. uh, is inspired from the themes in the book. Yeah, and yeah, it's fine by me.
0: No, this is. I mean, I had. I had such a fun time that a part of me is like listeners you'll listen to the book you'll read the book because we had such a fun time all of you listeners and they will and I know they will because I trust I know my listeners Um, no this is this is what a great ending to this podcast uh, day just this was fantastic. I had such a good time. Did you? Uh, I, I hope great, you had a great, great time, time.
1: Great conversation. We didn't plan anything. For those who are listening, uh, I was late to this because of uh, <laughs> I was on single dad duty while my wife was coming. There's a another mm. potential snowstorm in Virginia. The grocery stores were packed, mm. and so we just sat down and started riffing, uh, yeah. and it was fun. We went this from
0: goat so uh, to Ugh. white
1: supremacy to, mm. and we had, it came full circle through a multi to end on a multicultural barbecue. What more do you want?
0: Listen, that sounds great. I mean I you tell me when you tell me when and where that barbecue is and I'm there I will yeah. bring I'll bring some uh, bring me some Jamaican goat go- curry You know I will and you know I will I'll bring <laughs> some goat curry and some rice and peas mm. and some beef patties or either oh, beef or curry patties uh, either way <laughs> I and it. And my I- meat
1: will have the green stuff in it but I promise you yes. it'll be delicious.
0: Oh my God and I'm ready. And I'm ready. And Thank I... you,
1: Lance. Thank you for hosting me. Thank you for having this conversation.
0: Thank you, Waj. Thank you so much. This has been such a pleasure. To This has been such a pleasure. Do you have um, any last things you'd like to say to the listeners or the independent bookstore community as a whole?
1: Support your local bookstores. It matters. Buy mm-hmm. books locally. It matters. Mm-hmm. The book is coming out January 25th um you know amazon is is making some probably getting by it super cheap but uh spend the extra buck or two go to your local bookstore it'll be worth it and post pandemic i hope as we say inshallah i can visit my book tour became virtual i was supposed to visit la so maybe in a couple of months this you know stay safe stay vaccinated get the booster shots wear your masks Mm -hmm. and we have a real chance that this pandemic becomes an endemic in the spring uh (laughs) and and maybe just maybe we can meet in person at the local bookstore at skylight
0: and and you know what maybe maybe we'll have a multicultural barbecue i don't know i'm just saying hey, hey i'm just saying i'm just saying i'm just saying oh uh, no and thank you again Washington. Thanks, thank you to our go go buy his book go buy his book go back to where you came from and but don't say it out loud if you're right um <laughs> <laughs> you're not allowed to unless you're allowed to you have say to say the whole title you have to say the whole title with watch's full name in there too or else i'm just kidding just kidding i wanted i want to start like a tiktok challenge like who can white people can you say this book title can you say this book title out loud
1: and they're like it's like it's like that snl skit from a couple years ago when they were doing auditions for 12 years a slave Uh, and then like the the actors are like are supposed to say the n-word it was hilarious and they're like i i'm
0: not gonna say this like why don't you just whip
1: the whip i'm like nah
0: (laughs) uh, like i remember I forgot who it was, but they handed them the whip and they're like, eh, I'm not touching that. I'm not touching that. No, that was oh god. If, go watch that skit if you haven't seen it. It's fantastic. It classic. classic. Um, but no, thank you to you listeners. Thank you for coming back. Or if this is your first time, thank you for listening for the first time. And please, please, please come back. Check out our catalog of the episodes we've had before. We had some great authors like Waj before. Check out and also stay in tune for our lineup. We have some good people coming on, so check us out.